Yeah, don't get us wrong. There's still going to be plenty of randomness to the show. Of course. But, that's the name of the show. The other, other name is off topic. But this is football. What you want? We got a mod and hard to listen. But it makes your rage glisten. Our voice is about the games. And you know we talk about the latest goings. More so than any other. And our mountain west matters. Well, will you? You listen to this podcast too. And you, you rant about this podcast too. Just a side where Jeremy analyzes the matches and kiss between the bridges. We do some good interviews. And you know from Fresno all the way to Boise, from Logan down to Aston, they're calling out our name. Where will you? You listen to this podcast too. And you, you love this podcast too. Hey, we're back. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Connection podcast football version. Jeremy Moss hanging out with uh, Matthew Kennerly. Football season's over. No, it's not. It's never over. That's true. Never. Never over. MWCConnection.com. That's our website. Subscribe. Listen on Block Talk Radio. Um, we're at Stitcher, when it works, uh, iTunes, all those fun places. But no, football's never over. There's actual real football if you like NFL at all, but yeah. Depends, but football is here a little bit, but we're going to try to do this every week through the offseason, or mostly every week, the best we can. Sounds good to me. And can we can we give thanks to the Chargers for giving us extra news tonight, or not thanks, I don't know, something? They're just moving closer to, P- to more P.F. Changs. <laughs> is that the real reason, exactly? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know that whole joke, right? From like... Uh, is it the, what Connor did, I believe? The- the Chargers Twitter account back in like 2007 or 2008 when, you know, when Twitter was not yet the hot thing that it is now, you know, yeah. whoever was in charge of the account at that time treated it like a personal Twitter account. And so ah. one of the legendary things that's still funny every time it pops up on my timeline is wh- whoever was running the account said that they needed to go get some PF Changs with his wife. <laughs> that's great yeah so if you follow Mike uh, Jameson but... on Twitter he posted a screenshot earlier of you know Google Maps PF Changs all around the Los Angeles areas so you know for all 12 LA fans that are still interested in professional football out there um, got that look to look forward to I guess Mike little known fact people don't know I I, I actually worked with Mike Tunison for a while a couple years ago interesting I, he was part of, I believe it's the same guy, part of the, yeah, he was the, when I work on the news desk for SB Nation, he's one of the editors there. Yeah. So, weird, I'm like, that name sounds familiar, look it up, that's correct. And, you like what you see, Chargers, that's a great, um, two things about that. Um, there's gotta be better, better Chinese food than P.F. Chang's, right? P.F. Chang's is okay. 
It's not bad. Yeah, I, I, it, no, it's not bad, but I'm just saying. It's, you would think in California, a lot of diverse uh, food choices, a lot of diverse population, you could find probably something that's... Um, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying if you really want Chinese food, I think you could find a better choice in P.F. Chang's. That's true. There's probably like a hundred hole-on-the-wall Chinese places that are a little bit better. Exactly. I'm just, uh, true. It's like, unless you... I just, I haven't been to P.F. Chang's in a while, but is there a specific menu item that's just specific to them that's great? I've only been there like I don't think once, so. But I remember that the new Whatever noodles I had, and, you know... Fans can always find us on Twitter and chime in on this. But whatever noodles I had the one time I went a couple of years ago, those were really good. So I'll give them. It's not bad. Eh, whatever. It's uh, what the one funny thing was when NBA players come to town for Salt Lake City here where I live at. Um, there's I think there's two PF Changs in the area, but that was like the main restaurant. Everybody go to PF Changs. PF Changs. PF Changs. That's the only place they'd go after or before NBA games. There's other stuff here, but I guess it's big enough deal. But off the off of the Chinese food talk, um, we don't we don't make that money. We make burrito money, which is much less than PF Chang money. That is so, very true. Next step, maybe the next step would be to go there. But uh, all right, here's where here's the show tonight, and kind of what we're doing all off season. Um, we're gonna kind of recap the year. Uh, I'm gonna look at look stupidly ahead to next year. Look at some news. Um, and I assume you watched the uh, title game, correct? I watched most of the title game. I was a little busy hanging out in Fort Collins over the weekend. So what were you doing at Fort Collins? You were there. Second time you've been there in about four months, right? Just uh, join a little bit of vacation before the semester starts up again here in Fresno. So how did you like that freezing cold weather that came through last week? Because I got up here in Utah. It was freaking cold. Yeah, as a Californian, I did not enjoy that so much. But, you know, by the time it actually got up above freezing again pretty tolerable actually Uh, it's dry so it's a bit different but i woke up one day minus six 14 and guess what you leave at the right time it's like 45 degrees now (laughs) but uh so you have a little vacation you're getting ready for next semester so here's what we're gonna do tonight let's um let's start with the big news um assuming to by by the time you listen to this um probably uh thursday or maybe friday because you don't really need to listen to this super timely for the majority of it the News that broke tonight on Wednesday, which we kind of knew was coming a little bit. Chargers expected to move to L.A. To a soccer stadium, apparently. Or that's one of the possibilities, that, anyway. Which I think would be... Car- Carson, Carson City? So then you get... Oh, there it is, yeah. You get you know, <laughs> two half-empty stadiums in Los Angeles now. So you, what you're telling me is um, the LA Galaxy would fill out the most would be the most popular football team in Southern California. I'm saying whenever the Raiders come to visit, they would definitely pack <laughs> that place. Okay, non Raiders games, the uh, Galaxy would be the most popular football team for games, home games. Yes. <laughs> it's the reason we're bringing this up. We're not an NFL show, but Aztecs, as you people should know, share a stadium with Qualcomm, and. Which, honestly, it's, people know this. It's huge. It's way too big. Even if they fill in 50,000, it's still only two-thirds full. Their stadium, it's it's ridiculous. It's not near campus. It's, it's part of the reason why fan support is probably, or at least game day fan support, I should say, is not very good. Or not as what perceived to not be very good because, if, think of it this way. Fresno, what does Fresno Stadium hold? Bulldog Stadium, 32,000? It's 40,000. Oh, 40,000. You have that stadium. The Albertsons about 35,000. Most stadiums within the conference are max 40,000. I think Bulldog Stadium might actually be the biggest one outside of Qualcomm. 
So even if they go 40,000, which I know they don't get very often, that would still make it look like, hey, nobody's there. So there's been a lot of proposals. Like, I don't know if the Deers, didn't the Aztecs buy land like about a year ago in preparation possibly to move a stadium on campus? I don't know all of the particular details off the top. But there's a I lot. know that there, I believe it's still in progress as to what that's going to look like. But to kind of add to your point, you know, if you go back and look at the attendance figures for this year, especially, you know, one of the things that stood out to me when I looked this up on CBS Sports is that there were only a few teams from 2015 to 2016 that had a more significant jump in attendance than San Diego State did. And, you know, obviously a lot of that comes down to the fact that they've won a lot in the last couple of seasons. But, I mean, you're looking at the teams ahead of them, like one of them, oddly, is Georgia State. You know, the biggest one in the country, perhaps no surprise, is Eastern Michigan. But, you know, San Diego State from 2015 to 2016, their attendance went up by 28%. And on average, you know, they they totaled, you know, 37,000 per game, which not only was the best in the conference, but like you said, may not may not be the best look when they're playing in a, a pro football stadium that seats 60,000 fans easily. So I'm wondering, you know, if they do get the land for an on-campus stadium, you know, if, for instance, you put that attendance figure into a stadium that's comparable to the one that's going up in Fort Collins, you know, the one that Colorado State is moving into next year, actually, you know, that attendance or rather that capacity is 41,200. So, you know, if the Aztecs can maintain that standard and keep drawing as well as they have in the last couple of years, all of a sudden that changes things. And I thought it was really interesting that, you know, one of the guys I follow on Twitter, he's more of a baseball guy, but Joe Sheehan made the comparison that he thought that San Diego State, because the Padres are the only other big league team in town, that San Diego State could be to San Diego what USC was to LA in the last decade. And I know it's not a perfect comparison, but you know, it's along the same it's along the same lines of saying that, you know, Bill C, what was it, last month, made the argument that San Diego State was now one of the elite group of five teams. Yeah. I feel like it's along those same lines. Like if they are gonna be in contention for the next two or three years for another conference title or two. Would you agree with that? Well, they should be. Richard Penny is back, 1,000-yard rusher. Defense should be fine with Rocky Long there. And West is, um, let's just say, not very good. Yes. So, So, I mean, if they can parlay that kind of sustained success into an on-campus stadium, I think that you know, talking in the long term, like for the next decade plus or so, I think that that bodes really well for them, you know, establishing themselves now within the next couple of years as, you know, one of the premier programs in the, you know, group of five and being able to kind of build off of that to kind of, you know, San Diego State fans, like Colorado State fans, like Boise State fans, they talk about that elusive, you know, power five invite. And I'm not saying that it's outside the realm of possibility, but you got to think like, you know, long term on that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's there because they have the new AD there in town. 
So there's there's already been talk. This has been going. To, it's not like a surprise that this could happen. This was a big deal last year, and there's so much info. Even when one of our guys wrote something on it last year, it's like, well, it's not correct, not true. But it's like there's so much info. There's so many plans. But we know back in October, who is their new AD? John David Wicker. Back on it's October 24th, I want to mm-hmm. say. Stadium is his top priority. And so, like, here's the executive's introductory press conference. He goes, quote, from the health of the department, from a football standpoint, we need to address the stadium situation. And it it's true. And here's the thing, too. Like, I know, I, I think your agreement with me, public funding is terrible to do for stadiums. Yeah. Whether it's ta- bonds, tax initiative, or if it's um, raising student fees at the university to help pay for it. I'm sort of okay if you do, like, a, like the tours tax. That, I'm like, okay, whatever, hotels, a little bit here or there, where it's hotel rental car stuff. I'm more okay with that. But to say that you're raising property taxes or sales tax, it's it's lost cause. Go watch the John Oliver video about how, literally, about how it's a terrible idea, which you should know. That's why when Mike Davis, um, Raiders owner, is wanting to go to Vegas because he has $750 million waiting for him in public funding. Yeah. It's a terrible idea because a couple of things in these contracts, like it's all John Oliver, Oliver video you can find on YouTube. It's from his HBO show about a year or plus ago. There's one point I forget. I think it was a new Cleveland stadium or Cincinnati stadium. They have all these restrictions. Like you have to keep the stadium up to keep highlights. There's a provision about making sure the stadium can show holographic highlights once that technology is presented and readily available or used by other teams in the in the uh, National Football yeah. League. There's just weird stuff built in. And I know, like, the Raiders thing, I know they're technically, if you think about it, or if you don't know this, they're technically, they're really a poor, poor owners if you think about it. Because this will all wrap up in a second here. But Al Davis, the reason he got the ownership job, or not job, but took over the team, he was kept give, given percentage to buy people out or got 2% here, 3% here until he was the majority owner. Yes, Mike Davis now, because Alice passed on, could make a ton of money selling this team. But for the amount of money they actually have compared to other owners, not that it's an excuse to get public money, but they're actually one of the poorest teams in the football because a lot of these owners, like Spanos or whoever owns these teams, Jerry Jones, he bought it years ago. They still have other businesses where they make millions upon billions of dollars, yeah. essentially. And so the Raiders kind of need that money, but there's ways to do it where, like another example, I'm from Houston. The Astrodome is still standing. People are still, my family is still paid to keep the Astro- Astrodome standing upright. It hasn't been used in probably a decade for anything. Mm-hmm. Yet it, it's still there to beat people paying for it because they, they don't know what to do with it. And it costs about $30 million to implode it. And so there's so many things wrong with public funding, public stadium. But one idea that just popped up now um, on Twitter, I just noticed. If you follow, he's a decent follow. Um, who is it? Um, the Aztec Killing Him, A-K-H underscore blog. Mentioned something about there's MLS is always looking to expand. Maybe get into some deal with the MLS and make a co-stadium for soccer and football. I don't know. That helps cost quite a bit if you can get it with the owner and then however fees or whatever is going toward a new stadium. Because a university stadium is much different than a pro stadium. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, depending on what kind of facility you want to build, like it's going to cost a fraction of whatever the Chargers would have been looking for to stay in San Diego. Like, 
Oh, it was one point eight billion. Yeah, and they put it on the ballot in November, and you know, credit being voters, they shut them down. (laughs) But I mean, if you look at what some of the other stadiums have cost to build elsewhere in the Group of Five in the last few years, like you know, Colorado State's kind of the exception. Like I think their facility cost about two hundred and twenty million, if I remember correctly. But if you want to look a little closer to home, like right now, Fresno State's in the early stages of an $80 million renovation to Bulldog Stadium. But even, you know, other teams like over in the American Conference, for example, the uh, the new stadium at Houston. Yeah, Houston built theirs for about $120 million. Tulane built theirs for about $75 million. So I feel like if San Diego State keeps winning and they you know, maintain this kind of elite status that they've built in the last few years. If they can get that land and they keep winning, they've shown that they can show, they've shown that they'll show up for a winning team because their attendance figure, you know, when you put it in context, isn't that far off from South Florida, which is similar, similarly successful, you know, similar situation. And city size as well. They play, they play in an NFL stadium too. But it was just about neck and neck with Houston as well. And the only teams that it really lagged behind were East Carolina and BYU among group of five teams. You know, but they outdrew Boise, which I think is worth noting. They outdrew Navy. You know, they outdrew Cincinnati. You know, teams that have had a lot of success in recent years. And I think that's a credit to Aztecs fans that they're kind of stuck with an you know unenviable situation having to go to a stadium like that. But I feel like if they get that on-campus facility, they're going to show up there. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, same thing in Colorado State. Their stadium is, or form Hughes Stadium, which will whatever happen, explode or implode or whatever they're going to do, demolish it, wasn't near campus. Uh, just real quick, that new stadium, this is as of May. It's on time and on budget. $220 million stadium, $18 million adjacent space, so like uh, some sort of annex workout uh, convention type deal. Yeah. And it will have um, 36,000 seats, uh, capacity up to 41,000. And so that's, I think, a San Diego stadium, a stadium of 40,000, that's good because that's, I'd probably maybe do 35,000 and then whatever boxes you get in there for a couple more thousand. But I think 40,000 should be the cap because there are so many things to do. If you're a bad team, they're not going to show up. But then again, if you're an okay team and you get 25,000, that still looks better in a 40,000 seat stadium than a monstrous 70 plus thousand C stadium plus you know even if the team is bad or okay you go to the stadium you're still hanging out in san diego outside on a saturday afternoon and that in itself is pretty nice you know it is so we'll keep an eye on this of what goes on because it's a because i don't know how much they pay to use the qualcomm or what the rent is because that's got to be expensive and if they're the only tenants it's it's got to be worth it for the city as well to keep them in. I think they have a contract through, I want to say it's through 2018, but I'm sure there's something in place for that. But there's a cost issue too. Just call whoever owns Qualcomm. They want to keep it open. Is it worth having what? Seven events at the stadium plus whatever else they put in there. If they probably do demolition derbies, maybe some concerts or some stuff like that, but you're basically cutting your inventory just over in half and the Chargers were a near sell at every game. Yeah. So it's more than just half the events. It's half the events plus double the attendance almost. You know what I mean? So it's almost like two-thirds of what you're 
what's going on in the stadium for revenue wise, I would say. So I don't know. We'll look to see what goes on, but that's a pretty big deal. There might be more news by the time you hear this. So we apologize, but if there's something that breaks and so here's really quick, here's what the latest I found on their contract. They agreed to a 10 year deal back on 2009 so I'm assuming it's still in place. So you still have a couple more years to figure something out. Yeah. I mean, I think if things keep going the way that they're going, you know, putting together a proposal, especially if they can get booster money down there in San Diego State, which has kind of been the driving force here in Fresno, especially, you know, getting that on-campus facility with that kind of, you know, alumni support should be a slam dunk, I would think. You would think so. That's how it's going to get built. Get somebody's name. on like, who's a, um, like a prominent, do you know of any Aztec uh, boosters that are a pretty big deal? I know Marshall Falk is, but, well, he made a lot of money. He's not making, like, business uh, tycoon yeah, money. no you know idea I mean? off the top of my head. We'll see. They got – what's Malik Pope up? Oh, not Malik Pope. Xavier Thomas. Can you give some of his EuroLeague money or something to get in there? I don't know. All right, so let's uh, let's keep on the stadium talk really quick because we got some Rams stuff. Just one quick thing. Um, are there enough bowl games for your liking, Matt? Or would you like more? Um, well, considering that <laughs> I'm now going through withdrawal two days after the national championship game, I am never opposed to more football. Apparently, the new stadium at CSU wants to host a bowl game. I'd go there for that. Their big, their big giant selling point, I guess, is technically true. There's one in Idaho, so why not Fort That's Collins? That's true. They mentioned all the microbreweries, uh, skiing, snowboarding stuff. But um, so, how close were you? Are you actually close to skiing in Fort Collins? Uh, Do you I know mean, of? You can see the mountains right there, which is more than you can say for Fresno most days. Well, I'm just saying, so can I. But I'm a I'm a good twenty. I can go in twenty five minutes to head up to Park City and go skiing. I'm sure we're That's what I'm wondering. How close so could... some ski resorts. Okay. How, do you know how close you are? To oh no, you're. Uh, few hours away from Vail because you'd have to go south and then west. That's what, okay. That's what I kind of thought because people would like, oh, go to Vail, but like you're nowhere near Vail here. There's people who I would know they would run out. That's why Airbnb is pretty popular if you're right by the uh, freeway c- connection. People hang out for a week or two. I know people who don't live in their place during ski season. They live somewhere else. I'd be willing, while playing, I'd be willing to bet and make good that money. Fort Collins has more breweries than Boise does. And I think yeah. that in itself would oh, be a very big draw. That is all the micro brews and stuff. That's a good, definitely good, good draw to go there. So that's um, whatever. We'll see. I know there's other bowls like Austin wants a bowl. I think uh, Orlando wants like their tenth bowl game. I don't know how many they have, but they want quite a bit. Whatever. I, I don't care. Football's football, and and when we talk about this again in March, we're like oh, maybe another game would be nice. But let's get some winning teams. So here's next bit of news. Let's actually get some more. Um, I guess news here. Wyoming football. Cowboys. So they made a new hire. There's been a bunch of hires, but I think this one's the most kind of relevant we're going to discuss tonight. New defensive coordinator because they fired their old guy who did not do very as well as Craig Bold like. And that's part of a program where you can get rid of, even though you win your division, go to a conference title game, have some pretty good defenders, still get rid of your DC because it's not up to your snuff. Yeah. And they're bringing in a familiar face, um, Scott. Well, I guess familiar to some Craig Bull, Scotty Hazelton. He was the uh, Jag, now former Jaguars linebackers um, assistant coach. So it's like, well, why is an assistant linebackers coach going to uh, Wyoming? Well, 
like I said, he coached with Craig Bolt at North Dakota State, was a DC at USC, the DC or a linebackers coach at USC, the DC at Nevada, and he knows Craig Bull for about eight I think a handful of years. So and also he probably doesn't have a job because the Jaguars are making uh, some changes, so get out while you can, right? Yeah, and I mean you know, when you consider that, you know, maybe Wyoming was dealt a little bit of bad luck, especially late in the year when they were hit through injuries. But, you know, Bowles bringing in the guy he knows, I believe he actually came out and said he was pleased to have brought someone in who, you know, kind of helped him build the dynasty up there in Fargo before he came to Laramie. So I feel like, you know, at first glance, it's a pretty good move. Yeah, he, like, the Jags defense was second in total total defense this past year. He grew up in Colorado, played college at Fort Lewis College, Colorado. And so, or yeah, Fort Lewis, Durango, excuse me, Fort Lewis College in Durango. And obviously he's been in the Midwest. So, and he's been in the conference before in Nevada. So it's a good move. And part of it, like I said, bad luck injuries to like Appleby, May, and Granderson there. Or not, yeah, DJ May, yes. I was thinking Sean Wick, but they both played running back at one point. Some bad luck, but they got to do what they got to do and bring him in and good on you Cowboys, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be good for him because he's got pieces at just about every level coming back. You know, it's a young defense that's still growing. And, you know, even though they're losing guys like Lucas Waka and DJ may, like you said, to graduation, Andrew Wingard's still going to be there. Marcus Epps is still going to be there. Logan Wilson, freshman, all American. Logan Wilson's still going to be there. Yep. You know, Johanna Guy Fan, who really came on strong late in the year, is going to be there. Granderson's coming back from injury. So I think that they'll probably be in pretty good shape. Yeah, so Granderson late in the year, he's a sophomore. He should be fine by the time next year rolls around. So that's a pretty big deal for them. So their defense, like, we'll get to next year a little bit because we're going to do our stupid look ahead. But they might have one of the. Uh... Dare we say second top three defense next year? I mean, I don't know that I would go that far. But I think that, you know, if everybody's healthy, you know, another year together, they'll be a little bit better than they were this year. True. I, I would say this. If they can be better, like, in yards per play and efficiency and scoring defense, which is a big numbers, they're also opportunistic. So when they got to turnovers, they scored a bunch. So if they can do that and I know it's hard to keep up because some of it's luck factor a little bit. You happen to strip the quarterback and nobody's in front of you, or you get a you break in a block like Wingard or Logan Wilson. If you could somehow keep that up a little bit, then I think they can be close to there. In other news, our favorite uh, quarterback Josh Allen, mm-hmm. <laughs> the will will he or won't he? I think he's going to be won't he because there's one person out there who's ranking him so high in these draft projections. One person only. <sighs> He's going to stay, right? He I mean, has to. I think that he will. I guess it wouldn't surprise me if he decided to, you know, make the jump. Because when you look at the quarterback class, really, like, really take a look at it. Like, there are, there's no sure things. Like, I know that we've talked about it. I feel like I'm rehashing what I've already said to some extent. But, you know, Deshaun Watson's probably the best quarterback coming out. In this draft, and he's, yeah, he's he just declared going to go in the declared. first round. You know, Mitch Trubisky's probably a first round quarterback. Brad Kaya, maybe a first round quarterback. But I mean, after that, you know, you've got someone like Patrick Mahomes, who, yeah, he's pretty good, but is that, you know, air raid quarterback going to translate to an NFL offense? 
you know, Deshaun Kaiser, you know, he's okay. How is he ranked? Like I see, I'm looking at the or the ranking right now of the publication that put Allen in there. He has Kaiser as number QB number two. Like, yeah, really? so I mean, I feel like other than Watson, every <laughs> other quarterback that is in this draft or could possibly be in this draft has some kind of question around them. So I feel like if if and, Allen decides to declare, like, is he like the fourth best quarterback? And if that's the case, you know, does that make him maybe a day two pick where someone picks him in the second or third round, gives him time to develop? I feel like that here's the, is probably the most likely scenario if he does decide to make the jump. Like, I won't blame him if he does. Like, if you're going to chase your dream and do that, I'm perfectly fine with that. And, there, like, my one main point for saying, yeah, you should go. You lose your center who's going to be drafted. Brian Hill's going to be drafted. Your top three receivers are gone as well. And so that's a big deal where it's like he technically could be worse. Like worse. Like we know starts are important. Pass percentage needs to be better. Not forcing things needs to be better. And we mentioned the Brett Smith comparison a little bit where he left a year early. Stuck. He's kicking in the CFL right now, essentially on a practice squad. But like, also, it only takes one team to like you. You know what I mean? Like, teams that need a quarterback, like, here's the really quick draft order. Cleveland, yes, they need a quarterback. San Francisco needs a quarterback. Bears need a quarterback. Top three picks. Jacksonville's not going to take a QB. Tennessee's not. Jet, yeah, Jets, could, Jets need a QB. Um, who else we got here? Buffalo needs a QB. So, out of the top ten, half of those teams need a, need a QB. Yeah, he... Not that he'd go top ten, but I'm just saying – if you need QB, it takes one team. Saints backup QB down the road because uh, Drew Brees is getting older. But and it's again, it takes and Browns have two picks in the top twelve, and so yeah. And I mean, it's interesting too because if you, even if you look ahead to twenty eighteen and look at some of the quarterbacks who are likely to be, you know, in that first round conversation this time next year, you know, then you're talking about guys like Josh Rosen and like. Just off the top of your head, yes or no? Is Josh Rosen a better I mean, NFL prospect than Josh Allen? Yes, me now. It's almost it's okay. Close. So what about? He was not very. He was not. He was not good this year. People would take Josh Rosen before Josh Allen, but if you ask me, last year, yeah, but he wasn't very okay, good so this year. About... You got Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield. That was my next one. Luke Falk. Uh Again, he falls into line of more of the uh, Patrick Mahone sort of deal. Texas Tech, Mike Leach, that stuff. From Oklahoma State? Probably. He's he's better pass. All these guys have much better, outside of Rosen, have a significantly better passing percentage. Yeah, I mean, I'm just just kind of going down the line over at WalterFootball.com. Like, there's some other guys on here. Like, you know, Kenny Hill's on here. You know, Tanner Mitchell is on here for some reason. (laughs) He's technically eligible right now to go to the Brett, draft. Brett Rippin is to. on the 2018 list. During, at what has Allen going for him is his size and who he's and people looking at Carson yeah. Wentz. And yeah, it's. I'd say next year's more loaded, but here if you're a QB, you're basically if you're a QB, you almost get a round a bump up and around essentially because how important the position is. Teams are always needing the quarterback, but like there's teams like, like I said, Saints need a QB. Chargers will eventually need a QB. Patriots will eventually need a quarterback. 
Miami, they think they have Ryan Tannehill. Whatever. Matt Moore's not very good. They need quarterback. My freaking Houston Texans, one of my teams I like, I hate Brock Osweiler. I wanted Derek Carr to the Texans. You on him twice. But, uh, don't that never gets old. Shut your mouth. It does not. I remind everybody all the time. I'm like, you can have him a pick 34, oh, yeah. I think. Uh, it's anyway. Mm. I don't. I yeah. It's the thing too. Like, I the the day to declare is you have to do it by January 16th, which were that's Martin Luther King Day, so it's a a couple days away. So we'll know by then. I just have a gut feeling like there's more reasons to come back oh, than yeah. go. So. Excuse me, let's move on to that. So let's move on. So should we kind of look back at next, last yeah, year a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. Do you happen to have the uh, spreadsheet of everybody's picks, or is it just Sadly, your Sadly, it is only my own picks. I sh- I'll look. I'll see if I can find it here, because I think I put most of them in there. But So, on, on, okay, looking back, like the best games. You wrote an article a couple about a week or so ago. Top 10 games. There were... A lot of Wyoming, a lot of Cowboys. They on the played list a lot of interesting games. What was your best non-conference game? Ooh, what did I have on there? Did I even have any on there? I'm checking. Oh, I think the best one might have been Northern New- Illinois. Yeah. Is your high- Triple overtime at three a.m. NIU. That was a <laughs> two-hour lightning delay. I'm surprised you did not put. I guess I see why this game wasn't very competitive it wasn't a, a well-played game but the other non-conference game we put considering boise state byu oh geez that was, that was a weird game. game yeah i mean that, that was one of those ones that kind of missed the cut um i did put san diego state and cal on there though that's a, that a fun game a lot of points there they won by the demonte casey pick at the end of the end zone you got the air force um game versus hawaii where the warriors upset the uh, Falcons in overtime at home. Wasn't it an interception in the end zone? Is that uh, correct? It was just a touchdown in the end zone. Oh, touchdown. The other way around. Sorry, touchdown. Uh, there were there were a lot of good games. Like, there's times last year it's like, really, these games? And you look back at your list, you're like, number one game, obviously, well, I mean, San Diego State, the highlight you put in there is the uh, two-point play, which I'll never get over why they ran that play. Uh, Nope, a, a, nope. A week, the weakest. Let me watch right now again. The weakest play action you've ever seen. Throw across your body because the guy's not open. You have an untouched linebacker coming after a Chapman. <sighs> there. So let me ask you this: This is going to hurt, but um, did you have a favorite Fresno State game? Oh man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my favorite Fresno State game. Sac State, right? No, the actually, that game was really boring. <laughs> Because you Tulsa? forget that game was like it was like ten nothing through the third quarter, <laughs> and there were so many people getting angry, like so many boos, even though they were winning. It was really ugly. I think my favorite one was probably the Tulsa game, as painful as that is to think about. weren't you I at was that, at game, that right? game? And they went up thirty-one to nothing, and then blew that thirty-one to nothing lead. Oh man! So. Oh, that's ridiculous. So, what was your out of the? I'm looking up the picks now. I'll see what I can find. So, what do you, what was like your biggest, your worst call of the year? You think like from preseason prediction? Is it just everybody saying Wyoming is is in last place? I yeah. I mean, apologies to Wyoming fans again for being down on you guys. Um, 
you know, I obviously I had them last. I think I had them at three and nine on the year. Um, as far as the opposite thing, though, I think the biggest whiff was probably being way too optimistic about San Jose State. I knew it. Here's here it is right here. I got it. <laughs> it's one of the few predictions. Chris five and seven. Matt seven and yeah. five. I what what I said eight and four. Oh, excuse me, four and eight. What did they actually go? Did they go three I and nine? They were three and nine. Yeah. I knew it. Uh, sorry, Spartans fans, but I just wanted to say, hey, that's a got that one sort of right. I just felt like I with them like. It was just a big mess. Losing Irvin, like the rush defense is still terrible. Let's go to our what, – what was your Fresno um, State prediction? I don't have them here. Uh, have yeah, that? I had them at five and seven. My bad. I don't know what I had here. Some of them I put them in, some of them I didn't. I don't have that one. Okay, UNLV. I have that here real quick. Let me see. Um, UNLV. What is this? Okay. Six and six for you. It's six and six for me. And, of course, the Homer and Chris pick seven and five. That is a. If you notice, I don't know. It's Chris Andres who uh, participated in the show for many years until he abandoned us for some reason. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> six and six—that's close enough. What was uh That was not too far off. Uh, Aztec simple division winner. I don't know. There's um. There's a few. So I said twelve and zero for the Aztecs. That I'm actually quite pleased though that I that I got Nevada just right. That had them at five and seven. That's um, yeah, they got that's reason. There's reason they got a uh, new head coach now, right? Yes, it is. Jay Norvell. So let's just move on next year because I don't have everything in front of me. Um, Aztecs Kryptonite is South Alabama. Sorry, at least they don't. So let's look at. Well, yeah, the good thing they don't play them, right? (laughs) So let's do this real quick. Um. Anything you want to talk about this past season's been over for a while. Obviously, Wyoming, a big surprise. Um, I would say, do you think it's a disappointment that a team didn't go to a uh, Power 5 game or a New Year's game? I mean, yes and no. Um, because on the one hand, I think we knew that the American Conference had at least two or three really good teams. In that, you know, the Mountain West, you know, their two best hopes, I think we both thought coming into the year were Boise and San Diego State. But it's not enough, I don't think, to be undefeated most of the time. You need to get a little bit lucky. And I think that... I don't think it's much of an argument that if Boise State had gone undefeated that they would have easily been the choice to get in over Western Michigan. Would you agree with me? Well, they were ranked... Yeah, they were ranked higher with two losses as well. I feel like if... Or no, no, sorry. Was that one loss? I believe they were because they lost to Air Force Friday, Black Friday. Yeah, they were ahead of Western Michigan. weren't they? They were 16th after um, one loss and well ahead of Western Michigan. And I think that if San Diego State had kept winning, especially as dominant as they were winning down the stretch, you know, and assuming they had you know not had the defensive fall off that they had late in the year, I think CSU. that they definitely would have been in the conversation as well. But I think that's a goal every year. Like, like Craig Thompson's right. This team, if you have an undefeated team, this conference is going to go. The conference champs always going to be in the running. It just happened to be Aztecs. Because there would have been a decent conversation had San Diego State, like I said, not had to lapse for CSU. They would have been close, or at least talked about, had Toledo beat Western Michigan in the MAC title game. Or no, excuse me, the MAC um, 
whatever, I guess, not the title game, but decide the division or lose to Ohio in the uh, actual title game. It would have been talked about, but the league, people say it's a down league, but there were three teams with 10 wins oh, yeah. this year. And you had Aztecs, Boise, Air Force, and Wyoming was a big surprise, 8-6. and six. New Mexico won... New Mexico won nine freaking games, people. Nine games. That's true. That actually happened. And they were not that far away from winning more. <laughs> and they were, again, what, essentially one game away from winning, the, winning the, the division. Yeah, and I mean, San Diego State did finish in the top 25 in both the AP and the coaches' poll. You know, Boise State wasn't yep. that far away. Uh, I believe both them and Air Force, Air Force both received you know a fair amount of votes in both those. So, I mean, yeah, it maybe didn't work out quite as well as, you know, a lot of fans expected in San Diego and Boise especially. Well, I remember Brian Harsons, we put on our podcast feed, but the uh, postseason uh, end-of-year recap or press conference, he's like, what more do you want? We were 10-3, and three, essentially said something it's like very, that. So, again, for those fans, it's hard. That's why Alabama, Alabama couldn't even be perfect this year. Lane Kiffin That's was. That's true. <laughs> Only undefeated coach in FBS. Yeah, so I mean, I think anytime you win 10 games, no matter who you are, it's probably a successful season. Exactly. All right, so end of your rankings really quick. We'll run through these super quick from USA Today. Aztecs 19, Broncos 27, Air Force 35, Wyoming 49. You got New Mexico at 51, then CSU at 72. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that might be a touch too low. They said a bad first month of the season. They had a, it's not so much they had a bad first month. I mean, losing the Rocky Mountain showdown the way they did, it was not a good look for anybody, but I feel like they just had kind of a weird non-conference because they were trying to figure out the quarterback situation. But of course, Mike Bobo has already come out and said that Nick Stevens is going to be the starting quarterback next year. <laughs> and given the way that he played down the stretch, sort of, I feel like sort of, did. you know, the record belies the fact that they were at least, you know, FBS average. Like, I feel like you'd have to put them in the top 60 and without knowing like who was in that particular range, I feel like the Rams are ranked a little bit low here. I should look it up here, but I'm not going to, but I, I thought that should be a bit high. A top half, I think minimum. And the QB thing, really quick. Um, here's the exact quote that. Because um, here's the thing, I don't trust what uh, Mike Bobo says. And maybe I should because last year he said there was a quarterback competition. But here's what he says. And for, wait, Colin Hill tore his ACL October. So he'll be partially ready for spring, seven on seven. Won't be fully healthy till fall, or fall camp at the earliest. Like, uh, he should be by August because October is, what, eight months away? Should be good. But here's what he says. Nick Stevens is our, Nick Stevens is our, is our starter right now. Nick Stevens is obviously our starter going into spring ball, which makes sense. Nick Stevens will be our starter going into fall camp. I expect Nick Stevens to start next year. May, am I looking too much into it for saying right now and expect this to happen? Yeah, you might, you might because, be. But that's okay. You know, you know how Coach like, Speak what, is. Yeah, I, I'm, yes, I'm around Coach Speak way too often. I just I get his point like. I think he should be the QB no matter what. Maybe Colin, I don't think Colin Hill will redshirt because he played redshirt this next year. He won't get a medical because he played too much this past year. But I think it should be Nick Stevens. When he was in there and they had the right running game, There's, 
I think it should be him being going forward. I thought it was him last year. We look foolish when he played terrible, which which like goes into your thing. Like the non-conference is weird because Nick Hill, or excuse me, um, Nick Stevens, and combining the names was terrible. But then the last month of the season, essentially the last six weeks, we took over. He was. Would you say he's the best quarterback of the conference the last five weeks? Yeah, last six I would. weeks. And so they had two good QBs there. The off Coleman Key transferred, but that'll be something to watch because he should be. But Colin Hill looks pretty good in what he played as well. Yeah. So the rest of the lineup, really quick: uh, Hawaii eighty-one, which is fine. Nevada ninety-eight. UNLV one hundred two. Four wins. San Jose one hundred seven. Utah State one twelve. I thought Utah State would be higher than Spartans, but then. Sorry, Matt. Fresno. That does not surprise me. I feel like I I agree with you on Utah State because of the fact that they were a little bit unlucky to lose as much as they did this year. I think we talked about it. I forget which podcast it was. Weren't they like 0-4 in one-score games or something like that? Something like that, yeah. One-possession games. or And they got the ref issue versus people not being too happy in the Air Force game either. They nearly beat Boise State. Yeah, they were... One touch, I believe, yeah, one score, one touchdown essentially, and eight points from what, what being eligible and being eight yeah. and four. And on the flip side, I feel like Nevada is way too high because Why they sucked that? this year. Did you watch them? <laughs> yeah, I tried. I, I tried not, <laughs> tried not. to. <laughs> I, I admire the honesty. <laughs> they were just, they were just... Uh, yeah, they had that. They had that four game. They lost to San Jose State. Come on. Yeah. It was just they lost to Nevada, Purdue. Was, Nevada was such a bummer to watch this year. I mean, at least they got more interesting when Ganji came in as a starting quarterback. But, yeah, I felt like, you know, even though they won five games, like, I wasn't really feeling them at all coming into the year. And it was just kind of bad. Well, here's here's their wins. Cal yeah. Poly. Okay, should win. Buffalo. What did Buffalo finish at? Not very good. Let me see. I think they, they, were, they didn't go I to a bowl like game. three and nine. Let me see real quick. Uh, two and ten. So you beat Buffalo and you beat Fresno State. And, and they needed a goal line. And then you tell- goal line stand to beat Fresno State. Remember that? <laughs> oh yes, they've snuck by Utah State by a point and then blew out UNLV somehow. Like they, they're going to be at this reason new coach. Like let's just move on to next year real quick. We'll just stick with Nevada. We'll do our super early dumb picks right now, and I'll write these down so we can laugh at and spring and change later. But. Wait, is Brian Pullian with the Irish now? I think he went back to South Bend, yeah. Wait, what is that? I saw something here. I'm on the Nevada ESPN page, and they have the tweets on mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, Brian Pullian, ND. What is he doing now? Um, I thought he went back to Oh, he's back. Team. He's back to his face. He is. I didn't. I forgot about that. He's taking on his um, position he knows best, special teams coordinator, <laughs> which is what he was at Texas a and before he took over Nevada. Yeah. But Nevada, like, they're – like we're not gonna go super deep, but a little bit going forward next year. Like, uh, if you look at Nevada, they have potential to be better next year. I know they have a new head coach. They have um, Jay Norvell from shoot Arizona State this past year, yes. correct? Passing receivers coach. We we talked before, but all the guys he put in the NFL at Texas or or in Oklahoma, Texas, everywhere he's been at, play caller for UT. Matt Mummy is what really. Is, excites me. He had his press conference just, I believe, yesterday. He's, uh, like we mentioned, the son? Or is it grandson of, of uh, Hal Mummy? He's the son of Hal Mummy, I believe. 
So, sorry, I, I, for some reason I think how Mummy's like 100 years old, but he's not. Because <laughs> he's still coaching somewhere. Because <laughs> I've heard you hear that name forever, and it's like when Lavelle Edwards passed away like a week or two ago, I was, oh, it's how Mummy. I'm talking about him, but Lavelle Edwards was like 85 uh-huh. years old. And so it's like, well, how old is how Mummy? And so. I will say, like, with Gage QB, Butler at quarterback, they're going to run the air raid. They already mentioned it. Get Butler involved. And so it'll, it'll be – they're, they're going to surprise some people next year. I think they have the potential to do so. Um, let's do this right now. Let's do our rankings really quick. Do you want to do, you wanna yeah, do this now do or no? So let's stick. Let's just go. Let's just go to the top through the bottom. The top twelve. We're gonna post this later as well because we have a few um, people voting among our staff. So there, if you watch the, there was a Campus Insiders video about the next year, and to the surprise of nobody, they um, go all in on Boise State again. Which I don't know how I feel about that because good for them. Boise lose. I guess sure people it's the brand they want to go for Boise, but. They lose a lot of talent this year. Next year, I should say. McNichols, Spurbeck, Rowe, Tanner of or Vallejo's gone. Um, they lose a couple of guys back there, and so it's like, if you're to say right now, who is your number one team to win the conference? We got to do it. Come on, who's in your conference title game? San Diego State and Air Force. Ooh, Air Force. You like Air Force? You do know just before this pick is put in a pencil. Yeah, <laughs> you do know they lose. They lose really quick. Two other top three rushers and ten defensive starters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I looked into that earlier today. I'm like, wait a minute. But I mean, they looked like a totally different team once Arian Worthman took over under center for Nate Romine. And you know that he's going to be back to lead that offense. So, you know, those losses on that side of the ball don't really concern me all that much because it always seems like Air Force has like seven guys. <laughs> I agree, yeah. You know, the, obviously losing that much talent on defense is going to be the bigger story. And obviously I'll, I reserve the right to change my picks at any time. You know, because no, obviously know, we no, have a lot of recruiting yes, to go through. We have a lot of spring football to go through. But, you know, Air Force could be the kind of team that even with that talent drain, you know, are they a top three scoring offense next year? And if they are, I think that could win them a lot of games. Yeah, I'm not going to look at schedules right now because we can do that later, obviously. But I that defense is what worries me. They had all this talent back and they still took them a while to figure it out. So my choice is really quick. Aztecs are fine. That's perfectly because if it's not the Aztecs, that's something's wrong. I would say I'm going to go. I think I mentioned it one of our show. Didn't I say Colorado State a few I months ago? I believe you did, yes. Run the balls. Go with the Rams. Colorado State is my team right now to be in the Mountain Division. Mountain West. You made a lot of people mad in Boise. <laughs> Whatever. Did you see our Twitter the other night? Um, uh yeah I did. About apparently we are. I had to re. I had to delete a tweet and redo it. I'm like that doesn't make sense. We like we're not. Obviously we whoever's in the league we care about every team. Whatever coverage depends on whatever. But I had to double take because our thing is we always hate San Diego State. Always. Can I, can I, can Which inter- again not not true. Can I interject for a minute? Because we do have some breaking news. Ooh. 
According to um, that guy from Bleacher Report, Josh Allen, Uh-oh. Matt Miller, not I'll say entering the NFL draft. Oh my goodness! What? So anybody, so anybody who's listened thus far can go back in and you know skip the first twenty minutes or so. <laughs> Looks like I got an article right here in a minute once we're done here. But I just want—I wanted to interject that in there real quick. No, perfect, excellent. Instead of retweeting him, I'm going to make my own tweet and say, per that guy. <laughs> Just to screw people up. That's the way you do it, man. It's like, whatever. Okay, so that actually it actually works fine. If you listened before, we, our points are valid, I would say, still. So that's what happens when you do on-demand podcasting. Does that, does that your, or does that audio, I pick at all? No. Again, they lose their best running back ever. Best receiver ever, maybe? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the best – Pass catching guy from Wyoming is Jay Novacek, and that's a long time ago. Tight end, and so while he's a great Hall of Famer, NFL the Cowboys and everything and all that college football Hall of Famer, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they're losing so much talent. So no, it doesn't. I still here's the Rams. Assuming Men, here's part of it too. If Menzies comes back, fine. Um, Menzies if running back for Torres ACL. If he can come back, they have good running back depth. Marty English figured it out defensively, and. I'm hoping Nick Stevens is going to be the quarterback and be that guy. And the way they played the last half of the season, like you said, look at all the – whatever you say about advanced numbers or not, they were playing the best football in the conference. Mm-hmm. They were the number eight team. If you look at the uh, football study hall, S&P, weren't they number eight in the final five weeks – or final half? And they had two losses in that stretch too, the final yeah. six weeks before the bowl game. They were number eight team in S&P plus. And – they have a lot coming back, so that does not change it. Um, we don't need to pick a champion right now, so let's do a quick rundown um, of the rest of the league. Let me type this down here really quick. Um, so who's like who would challenge? Like, well, do you want to do a power ranking? We didn't discuss before. Do we need to do all twelve nah. teams? <laughs> top three. Let's do top let's three. Do that. So let me um, retype my thing here. So we have obviously West. So who's your number two at West? Because the West is a freaking mess. We know that. I think it's got to be Hawaii, doesn't it? It. Ooh, I knew you're going the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, I, obviously they have a lot of defensive questions that'll need some answering, both in recruiting and into the spring and into the fall camp. But that offense could mm-hmm. win them a lot of games next year. Sure could. Drew Brown's a pretty good player. They have um, is a Saint Juice coming back next I, year as well. I think so. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah, we should look that stuff up. But hey, it's a January. We're talking about next year. So if you got San Diego State, Hawaii, let me take a guess here. Out of all the teams left, oh, the West Division, UNLV. Oh man, you know what? That's a tough question. <laughs> Number three is they might go with uh, I... Amari. What's his name? Is he gonna be the QB next year? Amari is it Amari Jordan? Is that Rogers? Rogers? Who is it? Armani Rogers is he gonna be the QB? Uh, I believe the earliest of the early indications say yes. <laughs> Honestly, though, if gun gun so, to okay. my head, though, I feel like Nevada is going to be a lot more interesting this year than they were or next year than they were this year. But does that translate to being good? I think that they could at least push for six and six, which, considering where they were this year. You know, they were often kind of lifeless on offense, but I think with Norvell coming in, with a wide-open passing attack coming in, I think they'll be interesting. 
and I feel like I I think that things will be a little better for them just at first glance than it will be for UNLV and Fresno and San Jose. I think we can take out San Jose and Fresno almost immediately for top three considerations. So who's your number three? Well, my number two, I didn't oh, say it was oh, Hawaii, okay. though. All right. But it's going to be Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> I'm just uh I'm gonna go U. I'm gonna go UNLV. I I don't know. It, it is very difficult because there's only six teams. Obviously, like I say, you're not taking. There's only. There's really two choices. It's Nevada or UNLV. Yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the conti- continuity of Tony Sanchez is gonna be UNLV, the third best team in the conference. That's fair. And the third place team will go bowling. Oh, okay. All right. I'll go one step further on that, yeah. So I'll go with the Mountain Division here. Obviously, I said CSU. I will go CSU. Oh, man. Freaking Mountain Division. I will go Colorado State, Boise State Air Force. Sorry, football, Bob. I'm about to be mad right now. Um... <laughs> Why? Why? Because I didn't pick Boise number one? No, no, no. Okay. Air Force? Yeah, you picked Air Force, yeah. Oh, for your picks, Colorado what are you doing? State. What, what's going on? Because we know, we know Josh Allen's back now, so that make a big Air deal Force, for you. Colorado State, New Mexico. Oh, a Lobos. There is no disrespect without to Boise State. That division. Why do you hate my team, Matt? Why do you hate that my team? Is going to be rough next year. <laughs> so, so let me. I'm typing these down. Now you said Air Force, CSU, and New Mexico. You know what? This is my prediction. This division next year, the Mountain Division, will be like better than the American East, or yeah, because that's where West. You mean the West? The West, right? With Houston, Houston, and Navy, Navy and Memphis, or... and yeah, that was the West. That yeah, that's Navy's it's in be the West. The best reason. division in the Group of Five, and it would not surprise me if all four what? of those teams win nine games again. Here's what, here's what we're going to do. Let's do top six for the Mountain Division because the Mountain's freaking okay. crazy. So let me go back to mine. So this um, – the reason about New Mexico, they lose Terry on Gibson. That's, like, amazing. Like, I, here's the thing. I might actually put Wyoming fifth place. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, No, because Utah State has a new O.C., they're in that division. I'm going to go Wyoming 4, New Mexico 5, Utah State 6. Honestly, I feel like all six teams could possibly go bowling next year. This seems like the kind of thing where like everybody has two losses in conference. Mm-hmm. Like would that surprise would that surprise you at all? Well, no, because um, Wyoming won the division with – didn't they have two conference, one conference there were, loss? There were three teams at 6-2 and two? two and two at 5-3. and three. Yeah. And I feel like that's the kind of thing yeah. that makes it really difficult to predict who ends up where because I kind of see the same thing happening again next year. All right, so who's your number four team? You got Air Force. Boise. CSU, Boise State. Yeah, Boise. Boise's my number four. Oh, oh, wait, who's your number three then? I apologize. 
Oh, New Mexico. Jeez, I must have typed on the wrong area. Sorry. New Mexico three, Boise four. Who you got five? Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Utah State. So let me ask you this, because we're going to wrap up really quick. We don't want to go too much farther further into this. We're almost about an hour. What across the um, super duper early dumb top twenty five polls? I put one out as part of the SB Nation group that did. So if you look at the main poll, if you're wondering who put Middle Tennessee State as another receiving vote, that was me. Because mm-hmm. I think Brad Stock still is pretty good. They get a good receiver back, so just kind of a side note. That's the reason. And the Aztec dude posting on there every time about this like this list sucks because there's no Mountain West team on there. Sorry, I don't think there will be one ranked. And history agrees with me for preseason polls. But most of the polls, if you look at like Doctor Saturday has Boise, I think top twenty. SI has them ranked. There's a handful, not everyone, but the big names who do these things. Boise's either ranked or considered, just like last year. But no San Diego State, which Aztecs have like a legit, like they bring back a thousand yard rusher and no, it's not Donald Pumphrey. It's Rashard Penny. They bring back great defense. Christian Chapman should be better. They, I'm hoping they have a passing game because they need a passing game to help everybody out. But is it just the Boise effect where it's like, there's a reason Texas is getting ranked this for early years or, these named programs get ranked somewhere just because of who they are and rather what they've done yeah, or what they have coming back. I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't think there's any real reason why Texas should be ranked at all. <laughs> I left them nowhere near my ballot. They're like a top 20 team. I'm like, why, how I don't get it. But you know, the upside for a team like San Diego state is that even if they don't start the year ranked, they're going to have more opportunity to make noise early than they did this year. Because, you know, while they do open the season against UC Davis, I believe, you know, they get back-to-back games with two Pac-12 teams, Arizona State and Stanford. And I would guess that Stanford's likely to be ranked by the time they meet. And that's probably the an even bigger home game than the Cal game was this year. Wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. For sure, I believe so. And, both, and then they play NIU. And depending if they bounce back or not from what they normally are. Arizona State game, they could win that game for sure. I don't see why they shouldn't yeah. or couldn't. Stanford, I rank Stanford in my poll because what um, David Shaw has been doing there is pretty amazing. That's probably – it's at home, so you never know, but I wouldn't count on not being a victory. But I wouldn't say Stanford is – Two t- like right now, I wouldn't say they're two touchdowns better than San Diego State. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me if that game was like seven to three. <laughs> oh, jeez, no. Uh, so yeah, there's chances there, but like the pre- I know preseason polls are dumb. People talk about it and all, but it's like like Campus Insiders. There's a video I looked I looked at earlier. I'm like, oh, what's this? 2017. It's all about Boise State, despite them only having one conference title since they joined the league. Again, like I said earlier, they lose Thomas Spurback. They lose uh, their tight end, Jake Rose. Okay. They lose some defenders. And they lose Jeremy McNichols. I know they're probably going to be fine at running back. Brad Rippon's a good QB, but he was inconsistent at times. And I know it's like reloading, but to say they're going to be ranked with so many question marks on offense, I can't predict them to win the, win the division or even be ranked by any means. It's just mm, whatever. That's just me. So bring the hate, Boise fans. We know it. Whatever. Sounds fair to me. 
Anything else we need to add about any football news? We mentioned the Josh Allen breaking news, assuming that's accurate, which it should be. Any tidbits we need to mention about last year, or just is it full steam ahead to 2017? No, let's just get through this offseason. So what should we do next week? Do we need to discuss that now or do it later? later. (laughs) We'll we'll figure some stuff out. What we'll probably do, we might – I was debating on doing like, hey, let's review every team. Like, but that kind of gets old. We'll do. We'll figure some stuff out. We'll think of something next week. Maybe we'll see what we can do. But that's our show for tonight. So a little bit of hodgepodge, newsy type stuff. A super dumb early look at next year, of course. But iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, check us out. Subscribe to our show, Blog Talk Radio. Um, you actually achieved an accomplishment today. Is that correct on uh, Twitter? Yes, I did. What uh, you reached a good round I think I'm number? Still 400 followers. I don't know. Because 401 exactly. Okay, because yeah, I tweeted out earlier, and then somebody pointed out that I've dropped back down to 399. <laughs> no, you're there now, but come on, people, it, yeah. you need to follow Matt K underscore FS. Even if you don't, it's Even great if you stuff. Don't, it's okay. Should we mention the favorite dumb movie we watched? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Tomb Raider for Tomb you? Tomb Raider. That movie sucked. <laughs> it sucked more than the guy. Oh, no, mine was. A pu- wow. There was... Um, do, were you a fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Or still are, since they're still making them? I, you know what? I saw your tweet about that, and I'm totally with you. Because the, the first Thank one is you. good, but then everything after that is garbage. I never saw the first one. Really? Which that could be on me, yeah. I never did. I I saw it, my wife like, oh, these are good movies. Go see it. I'm like that's not a fan. The weird thing is, it's like a movie I would expect to like for what it's about. Essentially, it's just over the top. Then the third one, we were with a bunch of family. They're like, we were never bringing him to a movie like this again. I was yawning in my seat, moving around. I'm like, oh, they were just terrible. And then I also have to agree with um, our good guy. Uh, oh shoot, Brand- oh, Brandon. I know his Twitter name. Yeah, Brandon, sorry. Yeah, Brandon, yes. Blake Babbles on Twitter. Bra- Unbreakable, also a terrible movie. The um, one with the Samuel L. Jackson superhero thing. M. Night Shyamalan making the five second, the change with five seconds left in the movie. That movie Those are terrible. I felt, if I recall, I'm not going to watch it again, but if I remember, it was good for the most part, but when they did the little his little thing he does at the end of the movies, it's like, let's do a big change and switch a roo. I felt that's when it got stupid. Yeah, it's but fine. Whatever. That's it. We're done for tonight. We've gone an hour, so I saw that. I'm like, hey, let's make something fun at the end. So MWCConnection.com, Matt K underscore FS if you want a Fresno or college football news or what else do you do on uh, there? I follow you sometimes. Takes, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Hot takes. There you go. Whatever. Good info. Just go give him a follow because it's uh, we'd appreciate it if you did so. So that's our show for tonight. We will see you uh, sometime next week, probably every Wednesday throughout the all season. We'll see, but uh, yeah, keep uh, checking us out, subscribing, and as always, yes, we are always biased against your favorite.